Welcome to Super Spuds. You're Hardy. Hello. I'm Jandrika. Hello. I said hello for myself this time. <laughs> That's great. I wasn't going to say it, so I'm really glad you did, because otherwise it's just going to be quiet for a minute. That would have been awkward. Anyway. <laughs> uh, which so, week are we on this time? Here's the thing that I usually do, is that when yeah. there's like these small, awkward silences, like if it's more than like two seconds, I'll like chop some of it out. But if mm. it's just like half a second, I leave that in because I think it's like it's like good for it's like normal conversation, right? You don't just like mm. speak full speed throughout a whole conversation, right? You mm-hmm. have like small pauses and like people think and somebody asks a question and then you think back again and it just feels like more normal conversation, right? But we still mm-hmm. have like awkward pauses. But like that one's staying in, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that has comedic value is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Are we also going to have this meta conversation? Oh, yeah. I don't take this kind of stuff out. <laughs> Chandrika, this is, this is how the podcast works. Have you been listening to the podcast? <laughs> I have been listening. <laughs> I am one of our most loyal subscribers. I mean, I, I take out small meta conversations, but like most times, no, leave that in. That's what people like, you know? I don't actually uh-huh. know if that's what people like. I feel like people, some people like it. Most people don't. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> shall we talk about some shows? Which week are we on? We're on uh, the fifth of March week. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it's not Cinco de Mayo. It's not the Ides of March. What is the fifth of March week? Saint March's Day. Sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about going through the shows in alphabetical order this time. Alphabetical order. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. So, I know, so arrow I like first. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to like read all the different titles and figure out which one was first. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I okay. So I, I feel like I'm gonna forget how the alphabet works at some point during this episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I don't remember my letters in order. It doesn't mean that I don't know the alphabet. I'm sure. just putting that out as a disclaimer. Okay. Don't worry. I'll I'll remind you. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So Arrow. <laughs> yeah. This was a exciting episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you disagree. Um. So. I feel like the whole episode was about Laurel redeeming herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just weird because Quentin all of a sudden is like, oh, Laura's a liar. But she's always been a liar and you're just now <laughs> catching on? <laughs> yeah, he's a dummy. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Laura's like, oh, my father's asleep. He's not your father. What is going on? Yeah, I don't really like how this conversation is happening. She she's like, excuse me, she's spending like way too much time. Well, not uh, she's like trying really hard to make things feel like she's like the real Laurel. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. In my notes, I have her as fake Laurel, right? Even though I know she's not fake, fake, but she's. Just I mean, like, like not, she, yeah, yeah. Anyone from a different Earth is fake on this Earth. Like, let's just yeah. be real. Yeah. So, like, she's trying to be the real Laurel so hard. And like making all these weird statements like, oh, daddy, da, 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 da. And it's like, no, this is, you yeah. never met this man. I mean, when you met the man, but like, you don't have anything to do with this dude. Like, right. just stop. It's weird. <laughs> like all those baby pictures that he keeps thrusting upon her. They're not her baby pictures. There's some other girl that just happens to look like her. Yeah. Which is like weird on so many levels. Like, wouldn't you be freaked out to see all these? Well, I mean, I don't know. You can't, you, like, if you don't remember taking the picture, you can't really be that freaked out. But, like, when it's, when it's like, young adult pictures or whatever, that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're like, whoa, I don't remember doing that. And then you're just, like, in some picture or something. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just really weird. Yeah. And then I, the other, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I don't like this. <laughs> Well, so there's, like, that whole tension of, like, Laurel, I guess, trying to get back into her good graces or whatever. And then 
Roy comes back. Yeah. And he looks really different. <laughs> he he does. <laughs> like, it, it looks like he put on a little bit of weight, but he looks a lot older. He does. You know? Yeah. Like. He's obviously had, the same person, but yeah. I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, who's mm. this guy? Why are they beating this dude up? And I was like, oh, is that Roy? That's like very different. Well, I recognized his name in the opening credits. I think he was one of the guest stars. And I was like, oh, is Roy going to show up? Oh, I guess that's Roy. <laughs> I like that you pay attention to that sort of stuff. I just like, I don't know whose name is who. And mm-hmm. then I see like uh, Jonathan Barrowman or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Is that Dig? I don't know. <laughs> John Barrowman is not Dig. I don't know. How would I know? It sounds like It sounds like the name of that actor. You know, I could see that being his name. What is his name? I don't know, but that's not the point. The point is more <laughs> that, like, you pay attention to that, and I think that's cool. I recognized Dick's, Dick's name when I see in the credits. I just don't remember it now, but, mm. yeah. yeah. Eh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Roy's back, um, and Thea, like... This Thea's is the back, one... too. Back in yeah, action. Thea... Yeah, back in action. She's out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, the thing that gets me is, so, uh, every single time that someone gets hurt, there's, like, one champion for them, right? So, like, when uh, Bad Laurel was hurt or whatever, Quentin just, like, wanted to save his baby girl. And um, when Vince was getting into trouble, Dinah needed to save Vince. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when Roy's in danger... Oliver is all like, oh, let's just do a recon. We don't want to get hurt. Like, we need to, you know, only strike when it's safe. <laughs> like, he's never done that in other cases. Yeah. He's very he hypocritical. Just, like, yeah. Uh, so Thea goes in and, okay, first of all, they have an opening where Thea and Roy can just literally jump out a window and everything would be completely fine. But they stand there and bicker by the window for like five minutes. And then, and then, Oliver, uh, like, yanks uh, Thea out of the window and just leaves Roy there for no reason. Right? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It just made no sense at all. Maybe he only had one of those arrows. He had a freaking arrow for, like, fireworks. He could have more arrows to yank people out of windows. That's the thing that I really like about uh, Green Arrow, is that he has all these, like, trick arrows that do all these weird things that, like, you can carry a finite amount of arrows in your quiver, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, that he'll put weird ones in there and be like, yeah, I'll be cool with, like, two real arrows and, like, 40 of these joke arrows, you know? It's just, like... (laughs) I just think it's funny. Like, he had to plan. Like, okay, I can kind of see why he would bring the fireworks arrow, right? Because he wanted to make a distraction. But, sure. like, I don't know. He just seems to have, like, so many joke <laughs> arrows in there. And he's just like, yes. hey, check this one out. And it's, like, out from some bouncy ball or something. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, I think the fireworks arrow is cool. I think it might be my favorite arrow of his so far. <laughs> but, yeah, like, what the hell? I like it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, I did we see Renee at all? We saw no. his kid. Yeah, and Curtis went and talked to her, which yeah. I think is like, it was really nice that uh, they showed that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like Curtis is a fr- also he's Sea Dog, but like he's he's a friend, you know. And they like <laughs> yeah. went and told uh, Renee's daughter what's up. I mean, I don't know how much like real stuff he told her, but like right, yeah, you know, it's just nice. I mean, once again, like, the new team actually cares about each other. Yeah, I would have really liked to see what's going on there more than this whole Roy thing. Uh, I don't know. Roy <laughs> was fine. I would have rather seen uh, the Renee stuff than um, mm-hmm. the Lance and Dinah stuff. So uh, there was one point when um, it sounded like Roy and Thea were just going to go off on their own. And uh, similar to last time when I wanted quentin and laurel to just leave the show i kind of wanted thea and roy to also just go on because like (laughs) thea has only been in half of the season and i think she was only in half of last season too and i just i don't really know what she's doing now (laughs) 
And it sounds like they've kind of run out of things to write for her. <laughs> I don't really know. But, like, it would be a really great opportunity for a legitimate exit. And I, I feel like what that's what's happening this year in all the shows, is that people are just leaving, you know? Yeah. Did you Do you like Thea as a character on the show? I'm sorry, let me I, ask that in a different way. What do you think about Thea as a character on the show? I think she had an important role in the beginning. Because uh, she was like the foil to whatever Oliver was. Like, all aspects of Oliver, right? Like, she was the uh, young girl who wasn't completely innocent, but she was just like a teenager and a normal teenager that Oliver lied to. And like, she wasn't a part of this other world at all. Oh, that's right. She's still like super young, isn't she? She's just well, like she's... In, her, in her really early 20s, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. she was a teenager when it started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is she even 21 yet? She is hopefully 21 because I'm pretty sure we've seen her drink alcohol. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and, okay, so like the little that I know about the Arrow, about the Green Arrow comics is that Green Arrow has had, like, a protege named Speedy, and sometimes it's Roy Harper, and sometimes it's Thea Queen, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe? Mm -hmm. And I feel like when Roy was Arsenal and was, like, his sidekick, it made sense. Um, But then when Roy left and Thea stepped in as, like, that Speedy character, it just kind of, like, jumbled all the roles together, and it didn't really... Like, Thea as a character didn't have a central focus anymore as much, in mm. my opinion. So she was just speedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, like, she had all that drama with um, being Malcolm Merlin's daughter and all that. So, like, she had some internal struggles, which is interesting. But once the Malcolm situation was just, like, over... I, I don't really know what's going on with her. Like, she just doesn't have anything about her. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's like a, a, a stage that you get to in this, sh- in like these shows. And that's like a mm-hmm. good stage to get to. Right. Which means mm-hmm. that like people aren't trying to kill you every episode. Right. Like <laughs> you can just like have a normal life. You know, yeah. I feel like yeah. when you become a boring character in these shows is a good thing. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Huh. <laughs> It seems counterintuitive, I I know, but like <laughs> it it also means that you're not going to die in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, so you think she should uh she should move on. Okay. I also noticed that this season they've been bringing back some of our like old friends from previous seasons. So like we've had Deathstroke show for no real reason and mm-hmm. Anatolia keeps showing up randomly, and mm-hmm. now, like, Roy came back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, it seems like they're trying to get us engaged with the newer villains by tying them up with our old friends. Maybe they'll have uh, the mom and dad show up again from an alternate <laughs> Earth. That would be amazing. I mean, they kind of did. I don't. Was it this season or the season before where they did that, like, uh, dream thing? Oh... I vaguely remember this. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're doing a whole lot of throwbacks, a real mm-hmm. lot of them. Yeah. Which I mean, you, they like don't have a story anymore, so it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, they. You've mentioned it multiple times. I've mentioned it multiple times. They need to cut their losses with this arrow thing and just make the new team. Give the new team a name, then yeah. give them a show, and then everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, there's just, like, a lot of random things, like, Diaz has some sort of a fight club, and... Yeah, who's this Diaz guy? Like, I We feel don't like... know anything about him. Right? He's, he was in older episodes, but, like, I, I feel just like Just, like, as he's... an extra. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now he's, like, central to the plot, and it's like, well, this is out of the ordinary, like, completely yes. unexpected. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because he seems to be like planning every single thing that's happening, which is like kind of cool, I guess. But, but is he know. actually, I don't know. Is he actually planning or are we just getting told that he was planning everything? 
so that it seems like he's always been important when he used to be an extra. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's at, uh, who was it, Prometheus? Like, he's not at that level, right? Mm. Uh, Adrian Chase, that's who it is. He's not, he's mm-hmm. not at, like, a level of, like, every single step has been planned out, like, meticulously. And, mm-hmm. like, anything that Oliver chooses is part of, of Chase's plan, you know? Like, that mm-hmm. was, like, some mastermind stuff, you know? But mm-hmm. it seems like Diaz is, is Diaz just, like, Adrian Chase part two? Is that what's happening here? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're recycling the villain at this point like they, they're bringing back the old villain <laughs> yeah yeah i think you're right because yeah so uh adrian chase also had like half the people in the police department under his control right because he like knew mm-hmm. what they were doing mm-hmm. and that's what diaz also has hmm. yeah hmm. Hmm. Well, um whatever so there were two, like, kind of twists at the end, but, like, they're not super surprising, I guess. Um, so, like, Laurel is all like, oh, my daddy's asleep. I want, I'm trying to be your Laurel. And then um, at the end of that conversation between Laurel and Oliver, she looks at her phone and Diaz texts her and says, good work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Which is like, all, how did you not see that, right? Yeah. Yeah, how did you not know that? But also, if he's texting her and saying good work, did she have her, like, microphone on the whole time? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, like, is Quentin's place bugged? Like, he had to have heard all of that to say good work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, I mean, like, it's creepy. I expect it to be creepy, but whatever. Okay, I guess. <laughs> and then um, the other, like... The other, like, throwback, I guess, is um, Thea and Roy are making out, and then this woman shows up and is like, oh, we found the heir to Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Mer- Merlin's back. Old Jonathan Barrowman, right? <laughs> yes, your old friend John Barrowman. <laughs> I don't know if he's a Jonathan or just a John. Well, let's not split hairs. <laughs> Mr. Barrowman is back. Yes. Hardy, half my notes for this episode were just like, what? What's happening? What? Why? Yeah, I got Lance as an idiot uh, like three times in here. <laughs> oh, I wrote down that Star City has civil asset forfeiture abuse. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to retrieve all the money and they can't find the money. And so then the cop is like, oh, we should just auction off all of our seized assets. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get $30 million out of it. <laughs> Which is like, that's huge, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, where is that going to come from? Like, if, like, this is... The same people they've robbed. Yes, exactly. Exactly. How, I mean, the city can't be that big, right? No. And, like, everybody can't come out for that thing in, like, a week, right? Mm -hmm. It's not even a week. It's, like, three days or something, right? They're going to put together this auction... In like three days, they're going to expect, uh-huh. they might have $30 million worth of uh, assets, but there's mm-hmm. no way they're going to convert that, right? But like, mm-hmm. I guess that's not really the point, right? It's more that like, there is a, a trove of, of assets that they can like go through and get some money coming in, right? Mm-hmm. But it's even dumber. Well, it's not even dumber. But like, if that sort of money is just lying around in people's pockets, why don't they just tell people to like donate <laughs> and then like, like just... This is you donate to the city so that you can have water. You know what I mean? Like it's or, or just raise like, taxes. Yes, exactly. Like either of those things would would work, right? But I guess it's it's like good, I guess, because now people have like an an incentive, like a internal incentive, because they can get stuff. I guess I don't know. People I are guess. greedy. Who cares? I'm just upset that they're auctioning off stuff that they've just kind of seized. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're corrupt. They're (laughs) super corrupt. (laughs) I don't know. But they sort of like, I mean, they kind of normalized it by Oliver being like, yes, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he doesn't think it's a problem. So, you know, also, he's not really a a moral compass that anybody should use. You know what I mean? None of them have any compunctions about anything. Compunctions. I like that. (laughs) 
They use that word in Black Lightning, I think, this week. Did they? Yeah, it's a good word. Wow, Chandrika, what a great segue. I actually had another segue about it, too. So, um... I promise... Do we need to... I promise I'm going back into Black Lightning, but, like, Roy says something about how he's a fugitive, so he doesn't need to be anywhere. So I'm like, how do these people support themselves? Because everyone in Black Lightning has jobs. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm just reminded of this, like, video I saw where somebody was complaining about people coming to their country and, like, taking their jobs but then they're not working and the person was like how are they not working if they're taking your jobs anyway it's funny how that works huh anyway um so black lightning also has its own fight club um because tobias has like oh that's right he had that yeah. cage mm-hmm. where he just yeah. like beat up that dude with green light yeah yeah which is like that's saying something about tobias's strength right i thought mm-hmm. green light you were like unstoppable yeah because uh jefferson had to stop that kid on green light with lightning blasts mm-hmm. yeah Green light is oh they said that it's uh worse than PCP. Hmm. Uh oh yeah, yeah okay so this is the interesting thing so Tobias said that green light is bad because it's too volatile and too addictive and dead customers don't pay. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like viruses that don't need to be like viruses need to be uh bad enough that they spread around and like take enough resources from their host to like reproduce but they don't need to be so virulent that they kill their host before they can spread and like toxoplasmosis yes (laughs) are we can we go off on a on a tangent on this for a minute sure so toxoplasmosis i think is a very interesting virus in that it has uh made are you familiar with what toxoplasmosis is uh remind me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so sorry let me let me let you in on a little um a little podcast secret when mm-hmm. when someone asks you a question like that the thing you say is like yes i know what it is but i feel <laughs> like you should explain it for other people <laughs> <laughs> just a little just a little gym there for you you want to um, ask me again <laughs> <laughs> so toxoplasmosis is this virus that gets into like rats and mice or whatever rodents mm-hmm. Uh, out in the wild and what it does is it changes their uh mental something mental chemistry and makes them not afraid of predators like uh females, right. cats and whatever, yes right? and then yes. uh when the cat eats the mouse the virus is in the cat and mm-hmm. then it is in the, like the fecal matter of the cat and mm-hmm. the mice uh like get near it somehow and mm-hmm. then are just like they get the virus next and mm-hmm. then like it's just a continuous cycle so like mm-hmm. it's just like uh causes mice to be more or like less afraid of cats and then cats can easily Mm -hmm. find them eat them and then Mm -hmm. like cycle through right so like its whole its whole like uh life cycle depends on going through cats and mice and fecal matter right Mm -hmm. and like which is kind of gross but like it's just so interesting that like this virus has adapted in a certain way that Mm -hmm. like in order to spread itself and like mutate and do all this other stuff it like Actually, I'm not sure if it's a virus or a bacteria, but it's not the point. What is the point is that whatever this thing is, mm-hmm. it's like it's like figured out a way to make its host like still be alive and whatever for as long as it needs to until it can mm-hmm. be consumed and then like move to a different host and like all this other stuff and like continue that pattern. It's like it's just so interesting to me that like yeah. this is like how it evolved and like it became an organism or I don't know if it's an organism, but like how it how it like does its thing. It's just really cool. I mean, it's disgusting and it's weird and like crazy. And also like apparently it's dangerous to humans if you're pregnant or whatever. But Mm. like, I I think it's like, it's interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's cool. Uh, Let me. (laughs) 
Let me be clear here. I don't think we should like spread toxoplasmosis all over the place. I just think that it's uh, it's an interesting fact of life. It's like how the flu makes you more social. Yeah. Right? I tell you, viruses, they are something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in, in ways that we don't even think about. Yeah. Anyway, this show is about green light. <laughs> <laughs> no, black light. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my brother to watch the show and he didn't know that I was saying black lightning. He thought that I was talking about black lighting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like black light, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Black Lightning has a drug called Green Light. Anyway, so um, uh, lots of things happen in this episode. Uh, so Lynn, like, at first is like, oh, Anissa shouldn't go out because it's dangerous. Jefferson, tell her to stop. And then she thinks for a minute and she's like, oh, wait, no, our daughter's really stubborn. Uh, okay, she's going to do this no matter what. So let's just train her, I guess. Yeah, where do you think she gets that stubbornness from? <laughs> kind of both of them. You think so? Who, who do you think? Well, Jefferson, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess Lynn did literally change her mind. So she is able to reflect and look at things a different way. Yeah, also she's sane. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> I feel like it's a big part of not being stubborn is that you have to be like slightly sane. <laughs> Which, what does it say about me? Because I'm pretty stubborn. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, she like she like flipped the script. She was all adamant about uh, Anissa not being part of the superhero force. And then mm-hmm. she was like, eh, she's going to yeah. do it anyway. That was pretty surprising. It made me like Lynn more. Um... Yeah, and then uh, we also see more about how Lynn has, like, all her hands in the police department. Like, so Lynn is giving the sketch artist the description of the people that broke in. Mm -hmm. And then the sketch goes directly to Eve's hands, right? Wait, what did you say? Oh, oh, I see. Uh, Yes. Yes, Eve Eve is everywhere. Yeah, Eve is everywhere. And Gamby's everywhere. Gamby's a freaking killer. Yeah, Gamby is like, I knew he was tricky, but like, eh, I kind of expected it. Mm. I don't have, I don't have anything to add to it. Okay. <laughs> I think I said everything I was going to say about Gamby in like episode one or two. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, the only thing we saw from Jennifer was her picking up that there's something going on between uh, Jefferson and Anissa. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I feel like this show is good because for the most part, people aren't blind, you know? Yeah. And they can, yeah, like, yeah, put yeah. two and two together. And then Jennifer does that. And she's like, nah, you're, you're, good. you're both up to something. You know? It's like they have an actual family relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Instead of us just being told that they are family, like, they act like a family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that. Um, what else happened? So, oh, the editor David Poe died. Um, the editor that gave Anissa all that information. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly who killed Poe. I guess we know who killed him. <laughs> yeah, it was Eve. Yes. Um, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of people died. So Gamby Tobias killed Joey. Is- Go ahead. Uh, Gamby killed Joey Toledo and put a little chest full of, was it albino powder? Mm-hmm. On his chest. He put a chest on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> and so then, like, that gets back to Tobias, and he just, like, loses it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Tobias got that little chest full of powder while he was drinking whiskey and listening to smooth jazz with a desk that had a, a copy of Moby Dick on it. 
What? It was quite the scene. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. <laughs> so he, Tobias is just like leaning back, drinking his whiskey with like his pinky up, listening to jazz, and there's a book of Moby, like there, there's a copy of Moby Dick next to him. Is this, uh, <laughs> is this what they call foreshadowing? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Is, is Tobias the white whale? Is he Moby Dick or is he Captain Ahab? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's who? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I never actually read that book, so I can't make a bunch of analogies. But like, my which... extent of knowledge about it is from Star Trek: First Contact. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a good subject for us to be talking about then. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to just play off of your knowledge of this because you know I usually have a lot of knowledge about these sorts of things, but uh-huh. um, if it's Star Trek, then I don't think I can do anything with that. Sorry. <laughs> I might have to go back and watch that scene again. I feel like there's uh, some sort of like allegory or metaphor or something about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I... So Captain Ahab is just consumed by his uh, need for revenge against the white whale. Mm-hmm. Or not the white whale, it's a sperm whale, I think. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, and so, um, like, I think he ends up killing the whale, but at what cost to mm. everything else around him, I think is the moral of the story. So Jefferson is Ahab? And Maybe. And Tobias is the white whale? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because Jefferson sure is going on a rampage. Sure does he... have a beard, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so he just, like, goes out to Tobias's club and starts, like, shooting out lightning. And Tori, that's her name, right? Tobias's sister? I'm not sure, but I'll believe it. Uh, She ends up dying, maybe indirectly. I wasn't sure if she... Was directly killed by Black Lightning or not? But she ended no. Up... She got shot by one of the people that Black Lightning killed. Ah. Okay. He like, he like stunned him, and then his finger was on the trigger, and he like did a he did like a, a roundhouse kick or something, and like oh sprayed bullets all over the shop. Oh gosh. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. That yeah. that's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's another common theme of this show is just collateral damage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. And then while that while all of that's going on, there's like this other shootout at Eve's funeral home, but with mm-hmm. lightning guns. Yeah. Right? Which at first I was like, I don't understand what's happening here, but it seems like in the theme of Black Lightning, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the show. But then at the end, the police guy was like, you've gone too far. And right. he looked down and he saw Eve was all like electrocuted. Right. And I was like, oh, I get yeah. it now. They were just trying to set up Black Lightning yeah. to be like he came up and just like blew the place up, you know? Right. So, okay, that happened at the same time that Black Lightning was at Tobias's club, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if he has eyewitnesses placing him at that scene, then he's responsible for Tori's death. But... If he doesn't have, if he doesn't use that as an alibi, then he shot up Eve with his lightning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not good either way. And also, who made these lightning guns? Because that seems kind of techy. Seems and, very Gamby-ish. Yeah. That's probably why he's been running tests on Black Lightning the whole time is to make those guns. <sighs> I mean, did you see how like crazy he got about? Uh, Anissa's suit and all that stuff. Yeah. He was like salivating over there. He was, he was crazy. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking like I've seen promo pictures of Anissa in her suit and they don't look like the suit that we've seen her in so far. So mm. I knew that she was going to get a new suit, but yeah. You got all the insider information. <laughs> I just look at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's your secret, huh? Mm. I'm going to figure out about this internet thing. 
<laughs> is that intra intranet is that how you spell it um, yes i did like when the shootout was happening at east place that the first thing that she did was like grab one of the guys and just like use them as a human shield and just like <laughs> run behind the furniture this is great i was, was like wow yeah. <laughs> that's such an easy thing to do <laughs> And then, like, she continued to use him as a shield because, like, she would, like, yes. hold him up and he would start shooting and then they would both go back down again. It was just, yes. it's, it's great. Eve's smart. I'll give her that. Yeah. I thought she was until well, she died. Right. Yeah. When that guy comes out of a casket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of action in this in this episode, you know? Yeah. Jefferson's over here doing, like, karate and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the episode, we find out that Latavius is alive? Yeah. And also, uh, oh, I forget her name, but she, like, turns into a ghost and then into a tattoo on his chest. Yeah, who was that? That was that was the one uh she was in like episode two or three and she was like uh her daughter had just been captured oh. by the one hundred or whatever and she put her phone in the car when she went to talk to confront uh Lawanda? Uh, yeah, there you go. There okay. you go. I'm better with names than I am with faces. <laughs> <laughs> so I recognize Latavius the name, but when he showed up I was like, Who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> really? I I saw him instantly. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's back alive!" Also, they they like uh, showed him in the opening scenes mm. when Tobias like lifted him up and, and choked him to death. Yeah. So, uh, oh, in the last time or previously on or whatever. At the or... start of the start of the episode. Was he the guy that Tobias was beating up that was on green light? No. no, no, no. Okay. A different guy. Okay. But like, but like, how's he alive again? Is this like? Yeah. Is this Eve's doing? Like, is she is she the one that's like making these people come back to life? Is that what she's doing when she's stuffing them with that pipe? You know, like how does yeah yeah what's yeah, happening yeah. Here? right? Because we know that Eve does experiments on dead bodies, or like maybe not dead bodies. We don't know. Yeah, they they're they're like bodies that are prone but can move. So who knows? Like, what state they're in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. What did I? Mm. What did I write here? I wrote poetry dead. What the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, I see. Also, whatever. Yeah, uh, it meant Poe dead. Oh, <laughs> yes, Poe is dead. The old autocomplete. You know? Yes. Yeah, uh, Poe died in a hit and run during a bike ride. That's kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like you do that so it looks. Uh, like an accident or whatever, or it doesn't right. look suspicious or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. You got anything else? Um, I guess, yeah. So, like, I thought that the main villain was going to be Eve, and now she's out of the picture. So, I, I don't really know what's happening now. <laughs> is Tobias going to be the one? I don't know. I guess so. Or is Gamby going to be the main? Oh. Gamby, I think. Hmm. Ooh. Who do you even trust? When, like, Gamby's the person that they put all their trust in. Gamby knows everything. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, him and Jefferson were kind of having it out throughout mm. the whole episode, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he's just over. Mm. You think? Yeah, probably not. I mean, he's like still I said, like... Jefferson's an idiot. Jefferson is an idiot, and Gamby's still tight with um, Lynn and Nissa. Mm-hmm. Like he's making a Nissa a new suit and all. So, yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right. All right. Flash over. Flash time. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the episode? Was it Enter Flash Time? Something like that. <laughs> I called it a flashover because they showed like four different flashes at the start of the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is an interesting episode. Yeah, I love when they do these things where like the oh, 
Uh oh, I just deleted something. I wasn't supposed to. Do that. Oh no. Okay, I love when they do these episodes where like they're like they show you like the end of it, and then they're mm-hmm. like sometime before, and and you're like, oh gosh, we got to figure out what happened. <laughs> yeah. And then like they start to go through the story, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah. I see why this happened. I see why that happened, and they uh-huh. get further along. You're like, oh, that's why he's so sweaty. Keep <laughs> 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 going. Yes. <laughs> Because I was like, why is Barry sweating so much? What the, What is happening here? I know. This guy is like dripping. What's what's going on? <laughs> I wrote down in the cold opening that Barry is sad and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see uh, Jay Garrick. He was the first one to start sweating. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... It's interesting that Barry is the only one of the three speedsters um, that can, like, touch another person and get them into flash time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Jesse tries to do it with Harry, and she can't. And I don't know I think, if... I think the reason she couldn't was because she was, like, tired at that point. Mm, yeah, she so was she slowing down. she couldn't, like, speed him up and, and keep the same speed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so also like Jay and Gary, no, Jay and Jesse, <laughs> names are hard. Uh, they uh, tire out faster than Barry. Well, he is the fastest man alive, as he says in every opening sequence, <laughs> which is not true apparently because Wally's faster than him. But he is the <laughs> fastest man alive. Also, Zoom was faster than him. Also, uh, future Barry, a.k.a. what is his name? Spartacus? Savitar? Savitar? Yeah. He was faster than him. Also... Uh, Thawne was faster than him. Also, every other speedster apparently is faster than him. But he is the fastest man alive. So, Hardy, do you have a problem with this opening? I do, because he puts a lot of emphasis on fastest. And like he's not the fastest man alive, as has been shown numerous times. When, when entire episodes are dedicated to the fact that he's not the fastest man alive. Right? Like... Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, I I don't know for sure, but I wonder if I feel like there's been episodes where the name of the episode is something about Barry not being the fastest man alive, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, whatever. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about the trivialities of of Barry not being the fastest man alive. Okay. It's fine. We we can <laughs> talk about how Barry is not the best Flash, right? Uh, whatever. Or, let's not okay. let's not okay. give Barry a hard time. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, what did I write down? I wrote down Barry starts sweating. Barry whiteboards. Barry sweats and lurches. <laughs> I have this thing written down here. If you let me let me read the sentence to you. Okay. Barry mentioning Walu. <laughs> you mean Wally? Yes. I don't even know what that was about. <laughs> I don't remember him mentioning Wally at all in the episode. We saw Wally in the opening, like previously on thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did they? I feel like they did. Oh, mention I do Wally. remember because uh, Jesse had just come over from the other Earth, mm. and everybody was like, "What are you doing here?" And then Barry creeps out behind like Cisco, and he's like, "Wally's not here." <laughs> I know. Which is like, I don't know if that's like a bit of a falling out between the two actors or, or what that is about. But like, I feel like I feel like the reason you put those into episodes is because there's like some fourth wall thing happening. Well, like Wally and Jesse used to be a, an item, right? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. But like, nobody was even talking about Wally, you know, and like, I, I feel like the reason that it was put in the episode is some some other thing that's not like part of the episode. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say that it's to remind the audience that Wally is a person who exists. And if we want to know more about Wally, we could watch Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Except it came on before, right? And so it was like Legends of Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So anyway, Joe Joe is in an episode again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he was super shaky. I don't know if you caught that. And like the only scene that he was in, he was like looking at his phone and he was mm. like, his arm was really shaking really bad. Oh, I didn't notice. And go back and look at it. He was All right. shaking up a storm. I mean, you don't actually have to go back and look at it, but mm-hmm. if you, if you care. Okay. Yeah. But like they also didn't mention anything about it. So I think it's, it's I think it's actor. really something. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which I hope is. I hope he's okay. Hope, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, so there's some uh, feel good stuff between Jesse and Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that last scene. Oh, my gosh. So they end up just like reading each other's thoughts. The heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So Harry just like wasn't really able to communicate his feelings before. Mm-hmm. Which, like, he's Harry. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He can't even talk to the council. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm liking Harry more and more now. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I had it on autoplay or whatever, and it like autoplayed some old episode mm-hmm. where uh, it was like the Christmas episode, and him and Cisco were talking about something, and and they were they mentioned that they got a thing from Wells two point and like <laughs> <laughs> and Harry did the voice and he was like Wells two point <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's let's continue. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, I wrote down something about activist turned terrorist Veronica. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that was the villain of the day. So Yeah, who was that? Veronica something from Eden Core. Eden Veronica Core. Dale. Dale, okay. But, like, who is who's that? Like... I'm not sure if we're, if we need to care. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> like, they gave her a name. I don't know. I guess we'll find mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But but Hardy, mm-hmm. the the end of the episode was your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's she's got like a lot to do here. Mm-hmm. Because she's been making small little things here and there, small little entrances and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Through through like everybody. She's met uh Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think she's met Iris yet. Mm. She met um She met Ralph, right? Yeah. And Cisco. And Cisco, yeah. Yeah. And then Harry and uh, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. So who's left? Just Iris and uh, Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a good next couple episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they oh, finally wait. need to like say something about her. Yeah. So the other thing is that uh, right before the mystery girl showed up, Caitlin was talking about how she actually remembered everything that happened to yeah. Frost. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's yeah. kind of like what we were talking about in episode four. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if that's the actual episode. But, like, we were talking about that, how, like, uh, how Frost can hear Caitlin and, like, mm-hmm. say stuff about it, you know? Yeah, so and that time now, it was Frost who yeah, knew yeah. about, yeah, and this time it's the other way around. Yeah. Mm. Which is good. Right? Yeah. That means that, like, they're becoming one person, you know? I think so, but, yeah. But, like, the good one person, right? Instead right. of, <laughs> instead of like, an evil one person that right. just wants to kill everybody. Right, yeah. Yeah, I like this, because Frost is, like, kind of mellowing out, but Caitlin's also just getting more cool. <laughs> is that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I I want to know more about this mystery girl. Yeah. I, I, is she like, maybe she's a speedster or maybe she's the speed force. Hmm. Mm. Her last line was kind of ominous because, uh, Caitlin says like, oh, hope your meeting goes well. And like Harry and Caitlin go off and she just goes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad, but like <laughs> she just gets real straight face and just goes it did <laughs> yeah she is up to something yeah she's she's either uh one of the bus metas 
mm. a speedster or the mm-hmm. speed force itself. I'm going to say those are my three guesses. Guesses? I mean, three guesses. Those are my three guesses. I like the idea of the speed force itself. Because, okay, so she writes in wingdings, which is what. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wingdings is a preferred script of the Speed Force. We know this. Sure, sure. Uh, and that's what like Barry was writing when he came out. Um, and what else do we know about her? She the first time she showed up was Barry's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's I'm, it. That's all we know. I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say she's not a best meta. I'm going to say that she's the speed force All right. and she's like something or someone catching up with them for some reason. Ooh. Okay. So, um, uh, when Cisco and them got Barry out of the speed force, they like put a quartz in or something to pretend to be Barry and like take his place. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the speed force like caught on or is upset about that or something. Well, that's that's interesting because that's part of what this episode was about. Was right. that Barry ran back into the Speed Force, grabbed that little globe, right. and like threw it out there. Right. So, like, what's happening now? Because it needed something to balance <laughs> that, didn't it? Did it yeah. did it pull it back into the Speed Force after it uh, after it finished with what's uh, the the bomb? I was so confused about that. I mm. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and okay. So Jay, Jay Garrick said uh, right before he was going to go back to his Earth, he was he said he was going to retire as soon as he finishing he finishes po- training his protege, who is a she. Hmm. Maybe that's her. Oh, maybe she's just a speedster. Who? Hmm. Y- y- yeah, maybe. I don't know. And maybe the reason she writes in Wingdings is because she was in the prison before, and so she mm. went crazy for a while. Hmm. Yeah. Either way, I think this is going to be an interesting couple episodes. Yeah, I think so. Also, I really liked that Harry, you were saying you like Harry now. I liked mm-hmm. that when he was talking to uh, the girl after he spilled the coffee, he was like mm-hmm. really irate, but also like trying to be all calm and stuff. And he's like, oh, yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm, that's great. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaves. And then also, when when uh, he was talking about the brain thing, the like wave transmitter brain wave mm-hmm. thing, yeah, he still was saying D.A. Cecile Horton the whole time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like that's her name. He just shoves the title into her name, and that's like her. Yes, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I like this Harry much better than H.R. Yeah, H.R. was the comic relief one, right? But he that wasn't was... funny ever. He was just right. like, like he had one or two actual like humorous things, mm-hmm. but it was more like slapstick, which right. is fine if that's what you like, but that's not my thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Do you have anything else for the flash? I think it's time for legends. Uh, so... They they don't really notice that Ray's missing. They just notice that the Wayfinder's been dirty yeah. for a few days. <laughs> Zari's like, dishes are all dirty, and Ray loves doing dishes. Where is Ray? <laughs> and Sarah's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's just kind of mean. At, and then at the end, when he's finally back, somebody's like, yeah, there's a bunch of dirty dishes. And he's like, oh, great. I can't wait to get on those. He's like so excited about it. Uh... Okay, so this is the one where um, they had, like, all those fights between Damien, past Damien, and Nora, and uh, Ray mm-hmm. in, like, East Germany, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I got some Back to the Future Part 2 vibes from this. How's that? Uh, well, for one thing, there's, like, the two Damien Darks who, like, can't interact with each other because mm-hmm. they don't know how that's going to play out. And then, and then, um, that whole scene where Nora's, like, falling off the side of the roof of the building, um, that's just, like, the part in Back to the Future Part 2 where, um, Marty just, like, jumps off, but then he gets, uh, rescued by the DeLorean. 
So I was expecting something to like come up and uh, kind of hold up Nora, but then she gains access to the spirit totem right at that moment and like lifts herself up actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So maybe I just imagined all that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw it, too. You didn't imagine any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, kind of subtle. Like, usually whenever they do references like this, they also call it out, too. It's, like, very explicit. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so... Uh, Mick and Nate just spend the whole time trying to go to Grateful Dead concerts and getting high. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Also, Wally and Nate are friends? What is that about? I didn't know what that was about. I, I, are we supposed to remember something? I don't remember them being friends. I, like, they showed one small clip in the very beginning, like in the opening intro to the show, where they like did a high five or something, and it's like, I don't <laughs> remember that happening. What is this? And now they're just like besties? Huh. It's weird. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure if but I buy then, that. <laughs> yeah, right. But then Mick's like walking in with the, the glasses and Wally just like rips him off his face. And he's like, once a thief, always a thief. <laughs> Does then, Wally even know Mick? Like, I don't know. Because he, I don't think he was in Central so, City when, when uh, Mick was fire, fire guy. Right, yeah, because so Mick and Snar both started out on the Flash, but they were gone by the time Wally showed up, right? I think so. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I can make another Star Trek analogy. <laughs> Should I go for it? What's that? Yeah, do it. What is it? So, um, in Star Trek Two, uh, there's this whole like meeting between Khan and Chekhov. And Chekhov acts like he knows exactly who Khan is, except Chekhov was not in season one of Star Trek, the original series. So he wasn't in that episode when Khan was first introduced and they wouldn't have known each other. So like the idea is either like, oh, well, Chekhov just wasn't on the bridge at that time, but he was on the ship or he like learned about him from the other people later when he did join the the crew. I don't know. But like. Are you suggesting that they're biting two movies in this one episode? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. But I think the Wally interactions are kind of good in this episode because he just like, I don't know. He, he was never like really super active on the flash. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like kept to the back and had like, he had a couple episodes where he was like the main uh, character. Mm-hmm. But most of the times he just was sort of like, excuse me, around, but mm-hmm. not like doing anything, you know? And yeah. then this time he's like, he's still like around, but not doing anything. But he has like scenes where he actually talks and interacts with people, you know? He has more character. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Because he has his whole like meditation thing. Like, oh, yeah, I've been meditating for years. I can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And then the whole, like, stealing thing, like, he he gets all over Mick for stealing, what was that, like, Jerry Garcia's glasses? Yeah. And then he... uh, Which is is dumb because he just stole them from Mick, right? Like, that's... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he also stole the fire totem from uh, Amy Dark. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, like, the very last episode, he stole, like, the time carrier and stuff from uh, Gary. Yeah. Once a thief, always a thief, as he says. <laughs> yeah, so really he's talking about himself. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. And then he was like, he was like, during the meditation scene, he was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh that's how. that's They explain how Nate and Wally are friends because uh, he was trying to help him get over Amaya. And then he like, he like dogged Amaya and she was like, yeah, that was me. He's like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets out of there. <laughs> was hilarious <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> but also he said he said like the b word i didn't know they said that on on like those episodes or those shows you know i think they're allowed to say it uh, like a limited number of times hmm. yeah like per 
per series, per season, per episode? Per episode. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like something I expect on Black Lightning, but not on Legends, you know? Well, they still have the same, like, FCC rules, right? Uh, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just, like, in terms of what's in character for them? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. And then he became a legend at the end. He's like, yeah, I'm going to stick around. Because mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing else to do, so <laughs> I'll just be here. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about the interactions between Nora and Ray? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Cause like we find out at the end that Ray is just like got the hots for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. She just doesn't care about him at all. Right. Like, like you mentioned before that maybe Sarah can make a connection with, mm-hmm. with Nora and like help them that way. But like, it mm-hmm. feels like she just doesn't want anything to do with Ray at all, mm. which is kind of weird, you know? Mm. I mean, it's not weird because she, he like shot her, but like, it's also kind of weird because he kind of sort of helped her, mm-hmm. but not really. I don't know. I mean, Nora did say that she wanted Ray to come along with her on this expedition. Like, mm-hmm. so, she didn't want, uh, like, her dad to come with her. She wanted Ray to come along with her. Right. So, hmm. I don't know. And then, um, now Nora has access to the spirit totem. So, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does that work? If, if, if uh, Malus doesn't like people that have spirit totems... Wouldn't he not want her to have one? I'm not really sure how the totems and malls really work. <laughs> well, so I think they explained that he was imprisoned in a time prison. Right. Uh, when the so, first totem bearers were wearing their totems. Mm-hmm. Which is... Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a world where cold fusion is also real, so. Eh. Yeah, I didn't really connect with that whole scene. I didn't really understand why that's such a big deal. Mm. Sure. But I'm, I'm also not a past uh, nuclear pharmacist, so I, I would not, you know, don't, don't expect me to understand it. Uh, I mean, I just know that cold fusion was this, like, super hot thing, and <laughs> I'm not laughing at my own joke. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I get it now. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it turned out to be a hoax because no one could reproduce it, and it wasn't actually real. Hmm. But is yeah, but like if you if you could produce the kind of energy that cold fusion supposedly could, it would be amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ava is now the director uh, mm-hmm. of the Time Bureau because Grodd just killed everyone. <laughs> Very convenient, I think. Yes. <laughs> they couldn't find some way to get Rip back into the Bureau. And then now she's just the leader of the Bureau. So there we mm-hmm. go. And Rip tells Gideon to delete some sort of file because Sarah can never yeah. find out about Ava. What? What's up with that? And then Gideon says, yes, Director Hunter. <laughs> so he's actually still the director i don't know here's here's the thing that i don't understand it's like they know rip can just like control gideon like at his whim right but they're still just like flying around with gideon doing whatever and like at any point rip can be like perform uh procedures such and such right and like they don't know any of this stuff Mm -hmm. right like yeah yeah i don't know why don't they just like try to fix this right (laughs) I mean, Gideon also has a mind of her own and is in love with Rip, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. But she's also a computer and you can reprogram a computer, you know? Mm, yeah. I mean, that's what they tell me anyway. I don't know if you actually can do that. I hear that some people do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems a little weird. That, like, every time Rip's on the ship, 
mm-hmm. he has some other security code clearance that he just like invokes something and yeah. they're just like oh dang it rip did it again and then they just like <laughs> move on with their lives so it's like what yeah. no fix yeah. that that's a that's a security hole right yeah like there's this person who has admin access that they don't even know about <laughs> exactly admin access that'd be a better way to phrase it because then they'd be like whoa this is a problem you know right. rather than just being like oh rips back oh also he broke the ship again you know? yeah. hmm. um so the show ends with damien bringing nora some hot chocolate and it's supposedly the first hot chocolate she's had since she was 13 uh which so is a little she... bit weird right? yeah that that's a little bit weird <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know like that sounds like a terrible life right <laughs> and then she gets all emotional and she gets like the red demon eyes and gets all veiny mm-hmm. and then that's that she's just like veiny now yeah she's jacked up yeah huh hmm all right well do we have any predictions about the darks? No, I think Damien's just going to continue to be a bad actor. That's what I think. <laughs> right. I mean, he's a really bad actor, right? Well, he's not a bad actor, but like, eh, he's not a, the best, let me say. Hmm. I, maybe it's just the way he talks. Hmm. I don't know. Something about him just... Eh, whatever, who cares? It's fine. He's fine. You know, he does his thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It's fine. Cool. Well, this was a fun episode. Cool. Is that it? I think so. All right. See you next week. <laughs>